Thank you, Phyllis. We're going to be uh, turning in our Bibles to Exodus 16 today. Um, because we're going to do this, uh, just as a brief aside, we're going to be coming back to this idea. But we're going to be talking about manna today. And uh, it's interesting because in Hebrew, the word manna just means what? Uh, and it's, uh, it's sort of an interesting idea for us to focus on because what had happened was, and it's interesting for uh, Phyllis to be reading us this, this song of assurance because this, uh, that, as much as that song is about a story, assurance, the story that we're going to read today comes out of a lack of assurance in God and a lack of faith and a lack of trust. So we see at the beginning of Exodus, the chapter 16, the whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between not like, uh, that's not metaphorical, it's just it was the name, same way that the next place is named Sinai, anyway, which is between Elam and, and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we sat there around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out of this desert to starve the entire assembly to death. Now, real simple question, is that true? No. Yeah. There, it's amazing how in a short 15 days of the second month, so we're talking about six weeks since they've left Egypt, and now already their memories are so broken of that time that they think that like, oh, there it was wonderful in that place where they told us to make bricks without straw, in that place where they where they murdered all of our firstborn male, male children, in that place, there we had it perfect, right? And we do this all the time as human beings. We, we have this idea in our head that if we're uncomfortable now, then that place that we were beforehand must have been better, and it's simply not true at all. But we see that the Israelites are doing this, that, that they that they want to go back to the things that were simple and the things that they know. But very quickly, God provides for them. And this is what I want to focus on today, just very quickly. That God provides for them in two ways. He provides quail and he provides manna. So first of all, the evening quail came and covered the camp. So they, they were able to, to hunt the birds and to, to, to eat them. But in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone... Thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared in the desert floor. And when the Israelites saw it, they did not know, they saw it, they said to each other, what is it? And they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is fair, by the way. Sometimes we, we attack the Israelites for being, how could they not understand things? Sometimes that's fair. But for them to be reluctant to eat the, the ground bread, I think is a fair... Uh, thing for them to do. So Moses said to them, it's the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded you. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. An omer is a tenth of an ephah, in case that's helpful to anyone. Uh, <laughs> that's what the Bible says. So the, the Israelites did as they were told, some gathered much, some little. When they measured it by the omer, the ones who gathered much did not have too much. And the ones who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone, everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. And this is a, a hard place for us to live in our culture. Because we live in a consumerist culture that is constantly reminding us or telling us the only way we're going to be ha happy and satisfied is to get more. To accumulate more. And if we're not constantly accumulating more, then there is something wrong with us as human beings. 
And yet, what God is doing in this moment is he's providing everyone as much as they need. The person who gathers much does not have too much. The person who gathers little does not have too little. God provides. And God is teaching his people again and again and again that he provides for them. This seems to be something that that he wants to, to to drill into the core of who they are, that God provides for them, to the point where we find out later on about this bread, that if you try and store it, if you try and and, 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 and squirrel it away and be like, I'm going to rely not on the Lord, but I'm going to rely on my ability to store and, and, and gather a lot of this ground bread, that it spoils immediately. God is incredibly committed to reminding them again and again that, that, that he is providing their daily bread. And I think that this is something that, that is difficult for us to grasp. Because we live in a North American culture where we constantly rely on what we can store up in our bank accounts, on what we can store up in our pantries, on what we can store up in our houses. And we think that this is going to provide a satisfaction and peace. And we don't need to trust on the Lord to to provide us with our daily bread. And I would like to challenge us, as people who follow Jesus, uh, I would like to challenge us to embrace the idea that we ought to live differently. We ought not to find our satisfaction and our hope in the things that we can accumulate and store, but rather we should be relying on the Lord every day to provide for us our daily bread. And it's in this daily reliance on the Lord that we are going to find our joy and our happiness. So as we spend this time where we're sharing this with the neighborhood, as we're going to spend some time eating together, as we're spending some time singing songs, I would like you to think about those ways where you are not trusting in the Lord, but are rather trusting in those things that you can accumulate and store where you are not trusting that God is going to provide you with your daily bread, but rather you're trusting the things that you can put together for protection and ask yourself, is this truly providing me with what I know to be true and the joy that I'm looking for? I think it's very important for us as we we look at the Israelites and the way that God drilled into them daily, you need to trust me today, don't worry about tomorrow. And as Jesus said, tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. Trust me today, how is our stuff distracting us from trusting in Jesus every day. Let's pray together. God. Again, we're thankful. We're thankful that you provide for us. And we're thankful that you provided for the Israelites, for those who who gathered much did not have too much, and those who gathered little did not have too little. Help us to, to, to form our minds against that and help us, to, help us to be formed to your world and to your worldview rather than the, the ideas of, of work and labor that, and, and, and accumulation that we've, been, the, that we've been taught and inherited. But help us to truly trust on you every single day, knowing that, we're going, that that is where we're going to find our joy. In those places where we're storing things that are going to go rotten, in those places in our heart where we're trusting on things where, where, where we're putting our treasures where moth and rust, moths and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. Help us to instead trust on you, you and your kingdom and what you're doing. And again, as we sing songs to you, as we meet around a table, as we share your good news uh, and, and, and practical needs 
uh, with this neighborhood. Help us to, 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 to trust that you are going to care for us now and for eternity. And we ask this in your name. Amen.